Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It is August 24th, but we are here to talk AEW Dynamite August 22nd. This isn't going to be a really long review or anything, but you guys know me. I like to get reviews up ASAP. I mean, I have an NXT TakeOver review up on Fightful Select minutes after it goes off the air because I'm recording it during the show as matches happen. We didn't get that opportunity for AEW Dynamite. It was really tough. Uh, There was a UFC show. There was an NXT TakeOver show, and there was a Triple H media call, and then the next day was SummerSlam, so I couldn't round up the crew. We had Steven Jensen, big thank you to him for stepping in for Warren Hayes the last couple of weeks. He was with uh, Alex Pawlowski last week reviewing NXT. Uh, I'll be here Thursday reviewing AEW with Louis Dangor. Warren is back on Wednesday reviewing NXT with Alex. We are reviewing all these shows. It's just a matter of what day they happen and and getting them out there. You know we're going to review these shows for you. And uh, if you all want my AEW NXT review every single week, uh, I'm usually doing it on Select unless there's a big schedule change. But that's the most direct way to support us. FightfulSelect.com. That we're breaking news over there. We've got Alex's reviews of Raw and SmackDown. Just go check it out. There's a big list of stuff along the side. Uh, maybe some of it will entice you. So I'm here to review AEW. Uh, hopefully we don't hear any, oh, this was WWE or this was, uh, that you would love it. You would hate it. Ah, uh, the day I don't hear that will be a day too soon. But AEW Dynamite, I like the show and, they got on the air right before uh, NXT did. It's about 20, 30 minutes, but the NBA game kind of slowed that down. But I thought it was good that they got on screen before uh, NXT did. We had FTR, Private Party. Uh, we got an interview up with FTR on, on the site. You know that I'm always going to be a fan of FTR's work. By the way, guys, donate a Super Chat while we're on the air. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, I'm a big fan of FTR's work. You'll hear me use the the term cohesive a lot as it pertains to wrestling. I like a cohesive product. And if I had to review one American wrestling show each week, if I had to watch one, if I was 
outside of wrestling and just wanted to sit down and enjoy something, I would watch the AEW product. I think it's the most cohesive product. I think that most of what they do matters more within the sense of their program than WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, then even MLW, then New Japan, USA. Even I, I like I like their stuff, but I get the feeling that the wins and losses and what happens in a match matters a little bit more. Now, is that a hard and fast rule? No. And I'm sure there will be people that will say, oh, well, this person's ranked here, this person's ranked here. Why? I could I could talk all day about how that's not necessarily the be-all, end-all. But I, I think that this is a more cohesive product. And when I watch FTR, like, I know it's a pro wrestling match, but I also feel like it's kind of a fight. I have somebody in the, the chat mentioning that... that uh, it's a little sloppy, but in a good way, and that's what I like about it. Like, it feels like a fight, and fights aren't always smooth, but I, I really dig that. I, I really dig that there's a little bit of grittiness to what they do, and they pick up the win. Moxley cut a, a promo about MJF being so egotistical and how that bothers him, and and how tough guys don't need to say much if they're actually tough. Uh, well, but within the context of the AEW program... MJF is objectively tough. He's he's a winner, and that's what matters. And that's that's one of the things I like about this upcoming matchup. We're watching two winners face off. We're watching MJF, who just wins all the time, against John Moxley, who had just won all the time. And I, I'm that's what gets me hyped. MJF is in a neck brace and in tears, mind you. In tears, had I not done this stream impromptu, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications, we're on podcast platforms everywhere. Had I not done it impromptu, I would have had a slideshow instead of just Brody Lee, but MJF was in tears, in tears about the paradigm shift, and he wants it banned. His lawyer is there, also the girl smiling in the back because MJF always tells him to smile. Oh, that was good. I thought that in previous promos, MJF was good, but by MJF standards, I didn't think that the promos were as good as the stuff I'd seen out of him. I thought he, he leaned on saying John a little bit too much, but the the emotion that you got out of this, it's like you know he's being ridiculous, but MJF, the character, doesn't believe that he's being ridiculous. He feels like he's being genuine. I don't think that MJF's character thinks he's taking a shortcut by having the paradigm shift banned. I think he's actually worried about his health and thinks that that move should not be legal, if that makes any sense to you. <laughs> MJF, the character, is one of those people that always feels like he's oppressed, even though he's been handed so much. But also, he's a hard worker. Log into your Facebook You'll see people that work hard and deserve what they have, but they still feel oppressed even though they they get a lot. You know what I mean? It ain't that tough to decipher. It ain't that tough to decipher, but I, I love this character work. Swifty Whiskey says, followed after the historic hashtag FTF screw job. Keep up the good work. FTF forever. Uh, thank you. I was on that uh, Wrestle Talk live stream. Uh, I, I know we have our fun over there, but... I thank them big time for, for having us on, for not only having us on, but Denise is on their Friday show every week now. 
And they have an outstanding platform, and a big thank you to those guys and the people that came here from WrestleTalk uh, for for kind of following some of us over because love those guys. Nothing but A-plus guys over there, and I've really been enjoying uh, appearing on some of their stuff. Eight-man tag match. Butcher, Blade, and Lucha Brothers lose to the Natural Nightmares and the Jurassic Express. This is fine, but the, the story here... The story here is about... Uh, what happened afterwards with Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston uh, came out as Butcher and the Blade, and uh, and God, sorry, I was blanking for a second. Butcher and the Blade and Lucha Brothers were going at it, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hold on!" Like, we came up on the Indies together. We beat the crap out of each other. We we look. Why aren't you all tag champions? Why aren't you all tag champions? So. It's clear they're going to come together in a sense here. And I'm cool with faction-based wrestling. I like that. I'm all for that. And Eddie Kingston being the guy to do that. A lot of people were asking me last week, what's going on with Eddie Kingston? I didn't know. I wasn't sure that they knew. Oh, they know. And then we get a lot of people saying, well, what about the Death Triangle? What about the Death Triangle? What about Pac? Pac. Pac. Pac? I don't know what the hell. I don't know how to pronounce it anymore. It's been so long. He's stuck overseas right now. He can't do anything. But when he comes back, him and Eddie Kingston in a fight? And then we got Death Triangle versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade. I think by then, Butcher and Blade will have been positioned appropriately that we'll see a bit of a three-on-three there. Because... Pac's going to come back for what is his. And what is his is the allegiance of Lucha Brothers. Ah, damn. That's ready-made. You just slide him right in, and he shows up. He's a territorial guy, but so is Eddie Kingston. Jungle Boy won this match with a roll-up on Blade. So Britt Baker... uh, Oh, by the way, they edited out a Rey Mysterio mention out of that promo. Um... There you go. Britt Baker and Reba were at the gym when they stopped Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian from making out. This was originally filmed in the ring, but uh, <laughs> they they had to cut a, a little bit of time off of it, so they redid it. <clears throat> Baker promised the couple free dental care and Penelope getting her makeup done by Reba for free for a year as long as Penelope joins them against Big Swole in a handicap match. Uh, Orange Cassidy is out for his uh, first ever interview, but it doesn't happen. Jericho interrupts Orange and challenges Orange Cassidy to the first ever Mimosa Mayhem match. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you guys that I'm ready to move on from this feud, and I am. I have probably... I don't know if I have less patience. I probably have the equal amount of patience with feud just lasting forever in AEW as I do WWE. WWE, it's just more like one of those, oh, god damn, here we go again, man. AEW, I'm ready to move on because they generally get the idea of one man wins, one man loses, or woman, or team, or faction. Then you kind of move on. You, you move on past that and you can go back to it later. I think they're really doing too much here and they're jumping the shark. That being said... Because of AEW's track record, 
I am more inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. I have that all the time. Well, if this were WWE, you would be saying, yeah, there's a good chance I would because WWE's booking has a much different track record than AEW. One show has been better than the other in recent years. That's it. So, yeah, I'm going to feel a different way about how some things are portrayed on AEW because I will be more inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. Same goes with New Japan. Impact has that luxury a little more now than they did in the past few years. But when I hear Mimosa Mayhem, I I think they'll probably make it really entertaining, and I'll probably end up enjoying it, and I'll have somebody that says, oh, you were done with this feud a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Does that mean I'm not going to enjoy whatever it is they do? Dumping someone in a pool of Mimosa? No, I'll probably think that's really funny. Just the way it works. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe. Hot dog. Six-man tag match, Dark Order versus the Elite. The Elite end up winning. So this... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done kind of ties into into the the main event as well. Kenny Omega hit a beautiful one-winged angel. Also, John Silver is a little brick shit house. That guy. Jesus, man. I want to watch him dump people on their heads. <laughs> he's great and he's hilarious on BTE. Uh there were like 900 tombstones in in a, in a minute on this match, so I could go without that, but the elite winning I'm fine with that. Omega shows some like signs again of of aggression. He tries to beat up the Dark Order with chairs. FTR uh, interviewed by Alex Marvez. They're still finding Marvez stuff to do. They announce there's a tag team gauntlet next week to determine the contenders for All Out. Hangman Page interrupts and says that they had to fake the knee injury to see that Hangman was their real friend. And all three guys are drinking. And Tully Blanchard... Hanging around, I'm digging Tully Blanchard with FTR. Like, why not have more, more clients, so to speak? I'm all for that. Darby Allen beat Will Hobbs. Uh, Will Hobbs briefly overpowered him, but I'm liking Will Hobbs so far. I'm really liking him. Ricky Stark shows up and he's dressed up like Darby. Uh, Brian Cage jumped Darby from behind and, uh, Ricky went into the ring and hit his own coffin drop as Taz laughed. On commentary. Evan Wright says, Gotta watch Silver versus Cage at PWG. Powerful. Oh, I, I have seen it. I have seen it. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of his personality until now, but he 
God, he's really good, man. He's really good. We get a picture in picture of Matt Hardy beating up Sammy Guevara. There was some heat for that that nasty spot that happened a couple weeks ago because of Sammy kind of errantly throwing that chair on a taped show with that. So there was some heat on him, but he did apologize. Uh, he threw Sammy <laughs> off of a ledge through a table, and Sammy says Sammy does not belong in this business. Yikes. I'll tell you what isn't yikes. Thunder Rosa, hoping to talk to her soon. She appears on screen, challenges Hikaru Shida for a match at All Out, the NWA World Women's Championship. I don't like that newer, or the older belt with the picture in the middle of it. I kind of like the one that Jazz had, but eh, whatever. Not my title. But Dave Legata got the hell out of NWA, and all of a sudden, you've got the NWA World Women's Champion who was doing some promoting of her own, making things happen with AEW, getting that title belt. On AEW TV is the most promotion that a, that NWA is going to have all year. Because I don't know if they're doing any content, any real content. Right now, Thunder Rosa, she's putting that that entire thing on her back right now. She's putting the NWA brand on her shoulders. I mean, she might be effectively auditioning and saying, Hey, Billy, look what I can do. And more power to her for that. I got nothing but respect for Thunder Rosa. I hit her up. After the Lagana thing, and she's like, I'm sticking with NWA. I'm going to be there, but we're doing a lot of other stuff. Hats off to Thunder Rosa. Her name emerged in those spoilers that ended up being half fake, but... Ah. Evan Wright says, do we see Sammy, Matt, TLC at All Out? I kind of feel like we should. I feel like we should. That would be a big win for Sammy at at All Out. That would. Oh, that's That's a really good idea. I like that. Now, Jobber JJ 496 Sean Ross Sap number one fan TM says hashtag #FTF. What 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 on earth was that women's match? I was lost. Okay, I got some things to say about this. Deadly Draw Finals. First off, I will say this this was okay, but this was the best match in a not very good tournament. This was not a good tournament. And the women in AEW that I talked to said it's a good thing that it was taped. <laughs> uh, I think the best part of of uh, this entire tournament was Veda Scott on commentary. Diamante and Ivelisse won. I thought that was better than the Nightmare Sisters. Brandy is better in the ring than anybody gives her credit for. Allie, when I see some of the stuff in there, I'm just like, man, that needs a lot more seasoning. Uh, that That's just what I look at. Like, the knees and stuff, it the knees in particular do not look great. I I wish I could put, like, my finger on it, but I felt that way since the, the TNA Impact run, honestly. And she's a veteran, man. Like, she's not new to this. She's been wrestling for, like, 15, 16 years, right? I just, ah. Uh, Diamante and Ivelisse in the ring, they're both very good, but in the ring is never the concern with Ivelisse. It's about what goes on elsewhere, and from what I understand, that's continued here. And she's being given a very, very good opportunity. And from what I've been told, a lot of the issues regarding Ivelisse haven't necessarily shored themselves up in that regard. I mean, always been great to me, but 
in the ring, Ivelisse and Diamante, man, those are, those are two people you want. If you ever listen to one of my Q&As, uh, Fightful Select plug right here, I do a Q&A every single week on Fightful Select. And it feels like every single week I am asked, hey, who, who should get signed? Who's out there that should get signed? A year ago, my answer was always Diamante, Ivelisse, Mercedes Martinez. Those three and as a faction. As the female LAX, that's it. Mercedes Martinez got signed. Ivelisse and Diamante are getting around there. Good workers, great personalities. Great personalities. Had to refilm their entrance because the cameraman was out of place. But uh, some some... If I were in that, I, if I were in Ivelisse's position, best behavior all the way because that's all she's got to do to get signed, in my opinion. Show up there, make nice, shake hands, do your work, and boy, will she get signed because that talent is undeniable. Undeniable. Just a matter of everything else coming together. Uh, I thought this this entire thing was set up for the Nightmare Sisters to win. They they kind of swerved there, and I'm I'm okay with that. But it does feel like Brandy or not not Brandy. Brandy goes all the way on her offense. I got no complaints about most of the work that I see from Brandy. It seems to me like Brandy doesn't do something unless she knows it will look good. Uh, Allie's Allie seems like she doesn't want to lay it all the way in. AEW TNT Championship match. Brody Lee becomes the TNT champion. Holy crap. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in here. I'll read them on the air. This was perfect. Brody Lee has lost one match in AEW. That is to John Moxley. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, they're putting old WWE guys over this. Per-. Yeah, you could say that. MJF's undefeated. SCU were the first tag champs. Omega and Paige are two of the most over people in the company. They've been tag champs. I get it. Jericho, Cody, Moxley, uh, Brody Lee, they have a certain unique thing in common. All of them are all former Intercontinental and and WWE tag champions. They all had extended WWE runs. I don't care. I do not give a shit. I do not give a shit. Because this is one of the best builds, the best one-night builds of not just a person, but a faction that I've ever seen. Cody gets in a little bit of offense, and I love his Cody uh, Saturday night weight belt. So cool. Brody Lee beat the living shit out of him. Like You, you would always hear the Bruiser Brody comparisons between Brody Lee and, and Bruiser Brody. This looked like it. And throwing chairs everywhere, just beating the snot out of somebody and winning with the discus lariat. This, he's used the discus lariat for years. This was the first night that I said, okay, that's a finish. Because he beat the living shit out of somebody who has won all the time. Brody Lee, who was right here, beat somebody who was all the way up here and he did it in dominant fashion and it got both of them up here, above the screen. Because now, Cody's getting stretchered off. I want to know what happens to him next. Brody Lee just dominated one of the most powerful figures on this show. 
on this show, and I got somebody in the chat. Cody wasn't injured enough to warrant a stretcher. How the fuck do you know? How the fuck do you know? Pardon my language. Yes, if within the context of the show, they say he was, then yes, he was. And then the Dark Order beat the crap out of him. They beat the crap out of Arn Anderson. QT Marshall came out. Dustin Rhodes came out. They beat them up too. Brandy Rhodes came out to protect her husband. This felt, this had an element of realism to it. And Anna Jay, 15 minutes into her career, is choking out Brandy. The Dark Order celebrates over the fallen Nightmare family. This was awesome. This was one of the best closes to a wrestling show I have seen in a long time. And there have been some good ones over the last couple of years. When it's good, it's so good. And AEW was really, really good. That was such a perfect one-night making of a faction. Because now the whole faction looks dangerous. Brody Lee looks dangerous as the leader of that faction. Oh, man, that was awesome. That was awesome. I hope this review was good enough for you guys. Big thank you all. Also, somebody mentioned in the chat, yeah, Cody's arm was stiff. He sold it like he he got knocked out cold. Amazing. Guys, I want to thank you all for joining me. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please check out all of our other shows. We've got a lot of them. We've got a lot of them. But most importantly, subscribe to Fightful Select. Check out Fightful.com. Click on that exclusives tab. i got tons of interviews, tons of New Japan interviews going up lately. Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, David Finley. Thank you all. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.